the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. NASA's new moon rocket remained on track to blast off on a crucial test flight Monday despite a series of lightning strikes at the launch pad in Florida. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson tells NBC's Meet the Press Monday's launch is the first step in a long-range plan. I think all of this is to develop where we may be living on other worlds. They may be floating worlds. They may be the surface of Mars. But this is just part of our push outward, our quest to explore, to find out uh, what's out there in this universe. The 322-foot space launch system is the most powerful ever built by NASA. It's poised to send an empty crew capsule into lunar orbit a half century after NASA's Apollo program, which landed 12 astronauts on the moon. This is SRN News. Charlie Kirk wants the GOP to get moving. Rudy Giuliani was just subpoenaed. Manhattan criminal case. At every level, they're investigating them. Are we investigating them anywhere? They will only intensify their radicalism and further destroy the country the more Republicans sit on their hands. The Charlie Kirk Show, weeknights at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Hour two of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with a close for Brad Carlson is coming up next here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Of course, you can listen on your smartphone by downloading our mobile app. You can also find us on TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Odyssey.com, Amazon Alexa, and Google Home. Plus, stream us at am1280thepatriot.com. 84 this afternoon. Could see a shower or thunderstorm tonight with a low near 65. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast. We like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. You can check us out at Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. And by the way, we do have a Facebook page up and running. So if you go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Well, folks, the NFL season is uh, upon us uh, about a week and a half, I guess, the uh, Thursday night game, the first Thursday night game of the year is coming up. Well, a week from this Thursday, so we are eagerly anticipating that. So with that in mind, it has become an annual tradition on this broadcast. If you've listened for any length of time, you know that we're always glad to welcome in our good friend Mark Hearing to talk about the NFC North division. Why just the NFC North? Well, Mark, being a Packers fan and myself, a lifelong Vikings fan, it's really the only division that matters to us. 
Uh, and we got a lot of Packers fans in uh, Minnesota as well as obviously Vikings fans. So uh, we figure we would try to uh, appeal to the customer base, so to speak. So uh, welcome in studio, the aforementioned Mark Hearing. Mark, always good to see you, sir. It's good to see you too, Brad. Thanks for the opportunity. Well, I I, I would be remiss if I didn't also give out uh, your one of your credentials. You are now a contributing member to a blog people know well on this very network, shotinthedark.info. That is correct. You will see my work occasionally, maybe not as much as Mitch would like, but occasionally um, under the moniker Mr. D. Um, that also goes for my somewhat moribund blog, Mr. Dilettante's Neighborhood, which will start to reignite at least a little bit during the year because we do talk about football during the football season on that blog. Don't talk about much otherwise, but hey, we do that. I was, I was, now that was what I was going to ask if that's going to be uh, revived this season because I knew you and your, and your son, Ben, all very passionate Packer fans, always have uh, weekly picks, including the Packers and what other games that might interest you. So, very much looking forward to that. So I always have a thing or two to say, particularly to Ben. So Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. Well, I mean, some of his picks are a little uh, outside the fold, I guess, would be the way it But he has fun with it. It's oh, good. He, he does. It's, yeah. a, it's a really good shtick. So. Absolutely. Well, we do want to get to our uh, uh, NFC North preview. Again, we're going to take a segment for each team. And we'll go in alphabetical order, Chicago, Detroit, Green Bay, and Minnesota. So obviously we start off with Chicago Bears, Mark Hearing, in 2021 uh, they finished uh, with a 6-11 and record. It ended up being head coach Matt Nagy's undoing. He was fired after, I believe, four seasons uh, with the team. Uh, we've, we seem to say this every year. The Bears are kind of this team where they have a surprise, solid season. I mean, for example, 2010, they got to the NFC Championship game, host the NFC Championship game against your Packers. Uh, 2018, they had one of the best defenses uh, in the league after robbing the Raiders of Khalil Mack, only to lose on a double doink in the uh, playoffs to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and then have since kind of floundered a little bit. Let's be honest, Mark Hearing, for 2022, they're kind of in rebuild mode. They fired their head coach. They fired their uh, general manager. Uh, they replaced Matt Nagy with Matt Eberflus. Mm-hmm. Or Eberflus, I think it is. I think it's Eberflus. I think it's Eberflus, yes. Distinction without a difference, I R- think. Right. And then they fired general manager Ryan Pace and replaced him with Ryan Poles. So this is a classic McCaskey family. They don't have to replace the nameplates. They can keep the first name of the coach and the general manager intact, Mark Eric. Pretty so. much. I yeah. think, I mean, if they had, like, towels made or something like that, they're still <laughs> properly monogrammed. So this is good. I mean, good cost-saving measure on the part of the McCaskies. Uh, it's what they do. It's what they do. And, uh, you know, they you would think now they're very high on their young quarterback, and like their counterparts in the NFC North Minnesota Vikings, the Chicago Bears have looking, been looking for franchise quarterback for a long time. They thought they had it, Jay Cutler, who was pretty solid for a few seasons, but definitely fell short of their expectations when they uh, pried him away from the Denver Broncos. Uh, Justin Fields, second-year quarterback, they traded up to get him in 2021, and they respond by allowing Allen Robinson to walk via free agency and using their first two draft picks on defense, Mark Hearing. What are they doing there in Chicago? <laughs> That's an excellent question. I, If I'm Justin Fields, I can't be very pleased about the way they've decided to do their business because one of the weaknesses of this team is their offensive line. It was abysmal last year, and I don't see that they've taken a lot of positive steps to make it better. This is a very talented young man, this Fields, but... I question what he's going to be able to do if he's running for his life all the time. Yeah, I I, I don't know that the Bears and you know Ryan uh, Ryan Poles. I almost said Ryan Pace. Ryan Poles, the <laughs> new general manager, uh, basically came in, didn't really give a, in my mind, a, a, a coherent vision for what they're doing. He said, you know, kind of just kind of a word salad of what they're going to do in order to make this team better. But they they can spin it however they want. The fact of the matter is they are in a rebuilding phase. Uh, Eberflus is more of a defensive-minded coach. And, again, if Justin Fields is going to be the centerpiece of your team, getting a defensive-minded coach, I'm not going to say it's it's a bad move, but you would think you'd want to surround him with solid offensive-minded coaches. And a guy that they hired, someone you might be a little bit familiar with as their offensive uh, coordinator, uh, Luke Getze, who was with the Green Bay Packers prior. Can you tell us anything about him, Mark, here? He's a good mind. He's a young coach. Um, Matt LaFleur didn't want to lose him, but obviously was more than happy to give him the opportunity to go to a competitor and become the offensive coordinator. He knows what he's doing. He has a good plan. He's 
like LaFleur, a bit of a Shanahan disciple. So that kind of trendy offense that's been used throughout the league that the Packers are running, the 49ers are running, a lot of other teams are running, you'll start to see some of those similar concepts in Chicago. The question is going to be execution. How are they going to be able to execute it? Do they have the weapons they need to surrounding fields to give him an opportunity? And I'm looking through my list of who the potential starters are on their offensive line. I don't want to keep harping on it, but I see Dakota Dozier, who washed out of here. Ooh, okay. And, and I see Lucas Patrick, who did play for the Packers last year, but was easily replaceable, and they were more than happy to let him walk. So if that's kind of the work that they're trying to do to try to make their offensive line better, I don't think they've accomplished what they were intending to do. Yeah, and you know David Montgomery, solid player, two-way player, good out of the backfield, catching the ball, kind of like the the Matt Forte of old, but not a lot of mileage on him, Mark Hearing. I don't know how much more they can get out of that particular aspect of the offense, especially when you have a young quarterback that you're going to want to hopefully surround with as many pe- offensive pieces as you can. And I, as as far as skill players, again, we alluded to the fact Allen Robinson moved on via free agency, I don't really know who they're going to uh, to go to in these situations. Probably Darnell Mooney will be the guy. I actually you know, had Darnell Mooney on my fantasy team last year. He was very good. He's a quick receiver. Thousand-yard receiver. Thousand-yard yeah. receiver. Not, not really um, built to be somebody who can take a heavy load, but he's a guy who's explosive and can definitely move the chains for you. They also like their tight end, Cole Komet, who is out of Notre Dame and a good, solid Notre Dame tight end of the sort we've seen in the league for many years. They're very good at producing such people. The rest of these guys, I don't know, they're retreads. Brian Pringle came from the Chiefs. He really never did very much there. They drafted a guy named Velas Jones out of Tennessee, who's, I think, like a 26-year-old rookie. It's kind of a weird scenario. So I don't know how much he's going to help. And they did managed to pick up Equinemius St. Brown, who the Packers cast off. Um, Equinemius is no good comparison to his brother Amon Ra, who plays for the Lions, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about him later. Yep. Equinemius is more of the shemp of the St. Brown family. <laughs> I, I follow that analogy, Mark. Very good. Very well played. So uh, another big loss at the Bears. You know, they've always been known for their uh, solid defense. Uh, last year, in terms of defense, they're, they're pretty solid. Number six in ter- terms of total yards allowed. Uh, including very very solid against the pass, you know, third, ranked third in uh, allowing in passing yards as far as fewest passing yards, but still gave up few too many points. And then, oh yeah, Khalil Mack, we just uh, referred to him, the guy they picked up in a big trade for 2018, send him back to the AFC West Division, this time the Los Angeles Chargers. Duh. And now Roquan Smith is a linebacker, stud linebacker for the Bears, requesting a trade. So defensively, they might be a little shorthanded, which is something they're not used to in Chicago. No, typically the Bears have always been a strong defensive team. That's kind of been the way they've made their mark in the league for, well, really since the 1920s, I guess. But as a practical matter, I don't see a lot of talent on this team. Robert Quinn is a nice player, but he is now 12 years in the league, and he's starting to run out of gas. And I don't see much talent on the defensive line that'll make you pay attention. I mean, losing Mack is important. They also lost Akeem Hicks, who was always a monster in the middle, literal monster in the midway, and he is gone. And to your point, Rokon Smith is very disenchanted at this point, does not want to mm. play for the Bears, and um, he you know, he could be a problem all the way around. Their defensive backs are decent, but they're not necessarily great players. So defensively, even though they have a defensive-minded coach, I wonder if they're going to take a step back there, and that's a step they really can't afford to take. Yeah, I, I mean, let, let's just be honest. Everything signals that this is a rebuilding phase. Again, revamp the front office, obviously the coaching staff, uh, making now a full commitment to build around Justin Fields. I mean, last year they were you going in. You figured they were around a 500 team, and a guy like Andy Dalton, not a great quarterback, but a reliable veteran. Had they played more last year, probably could have won more games. Now it seems this year they're going all in on Justin Fields again. The loss of Mac and other key defensive Keem Hicks, uh, Allen Robinson again walking, David Montgomery another year older. Uh, this signals as a as a clear rebuild. So we're going to kind of give our order of the standings. Um, kind of a spoiler alert. Uh, I think the if 
if you're wondering where we think the who will be Bears or Lions in last place, I, I got to think um, the Bears are probably going to battle the Lions for last place at this point. Yeah, and they may battle successfully for last place if being last is something you could consider a success. I personally wouldn't. But, <laughs> no, uh, of course not. But having said that, I mean, that's what it looks like. I don't see this team looking at their schedule and looking what they've got in front of them being able to win much more than five, six games at the top. Yeah, they were 6-11 and 11, uh, last year. And I don't see where they've made a dramatic step forward where they're going to go much beyond that. So I would concur anywhere from four to six wins, I think, is kind of a, um, kind of a safe spot. So they'll be uh, battling the Lions for last place. Do we believe they will finish in the very last place? Well, you're going to get our uh, prediction on that next because the next segment, we will be talking about those aforementioned Detroit Lions with uh, my in-studio guest, Mark Hearing. Again, Mark, a Packers fan, myself, a Vikings fan, previewing the NFC North Division on the heels of the NFL season beginning in mere uh, week and a half. Back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. In just 10 minutes, I can zip through 10 stories that matter, 10 stories that help me start my day and help shape where I go with The Mike Gallagher Show. You and I know the mainstream media is filling the airwaves with a left-wing take on the news of the day. This is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't verify. We won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. It's critical to find a new source that tells the truth. Well, that's Daybreak Insider. Daybreak Insider is that source. I get it in my mailbox every day. It helps shape the stories I bring to you. It's a look at today's most compelling stories, how they are covered by the media, and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. You can listen to AM 1280 The Patriot on all Amazon Echo devices. Simply ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis, and you'll hear your favorite hosts. This is Dennis Prager, and thanks for listening to me on your Alexa device. I'm not sure the Lions have a team fight song, so this is the best we can do for them. Hey, welcome back. AM 12, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Continuing with our NFC North preview. With the NFL season slated to begin in a week and a half, we're breaking down the NFC North with Packers fan Mark Hearing and myself, a Vikings fan. 
Started with Chicago, now moving on to Detroit, the Detroit Lions, as uh, they so often do, bring up the rear in the NFC North. They were 3-13-1 last season. Uh, after starting the season 0-10-1, they broke through with a uh, victory, their first victory of the season against our uh, beloved Vikings, or many of our beloved Vikings, and uh, finished the season 3-3, three and three, so... I don't know. They had that going for them, I guess. Uh, the Lions, again, uh, they are excited about where they're headed, um, which I guess could potentially be 500, which if that gets you excited, given what the success, the track record they've had, um, so be it. But they do have some good pieces in place. They're very, Dan Campbell is shown to be a coach that is the players want to play for. I mean, if you look at their first, seven games of the season. I mean, they had some gut-wrenching losses, Mark Hearing. Losing on a walk-off 66-yard field goal at home to the Baltimore Ravens. Losing in a walk-off 50-plus-yard field goal to the Vikings at U.S. Bank Stadium in Week 5, that was. And it seems to me they lost on another 50-yard field goal later in the season. They had some real stomach-punch losses. They were competitive, but it didn't change the fact that they finished 313-1 Uh they look to have made a splash in the draft of dressing defense, which was a very big need. They were 29th in total defense. Uh, they tra- they draft the Michigan product, number two overall defensive lineman, Aiden Hutchinson. But outside of that, the defense, more than anything, needs a lot of work, Mark Hearing. Yeah, the defense it has been substandard in Detroit for, well, a very long time. Um, they've had moments where they've had some decent defenders over the years, but generally speaking, that's been their weakness you want to take it all the way back to the 1950s um, before any of us were around, but that's okay. That's basically how long it's been, and um, it's difficult to see that they had done much before that. They've brought in some talented players, they, the Bubba Bakers of the world and people like that, if you want to go way old school. But, oh, yeah. But generally speaking, um, not so much, and we'll see if Hutchinson, who's a local favorite out of Michigan, um can actually do some of the things that, for example, the Boza brothers have done coming into the league, you know, Ohio State people. So it's that sort of a thing. Maybe that's helped, but, you know, the jury is definitely out on that defense, and I think that's going to be the challenge because the Lions have some offensive talent that they've started to develop, and I think they've got a chance to make some good plays. The question is going to be, will their quarterback be up to the task? Yeah, and they they had solid uh, solid draft, couple first round picks like you mentioned, Aiden Hutchinson, uh, very wide receiver rich in the first round, and they went and took uh, uh, Jamison Williams out of Alabama. Who I don't know if he's going to be ready. I think he had a knee injury, if I remember. Yeah, right. Yeah, he tore his ACL. Yeah. So I don't. If they get him to play at all this season, it'll be probably late in the year. Sure. Would be the best case scenario. He might have been the most talented wide receiver of the crop, and this was a very touted class of wide receivers. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of a role he can play on the team this year. I think you kind of have to consider him more of a futures ticket for the following season. Yeah, absolutely. And and like you mentioned, uh, Jared Goff is a guy that they acquired in the uh, Matthew Stafford trade. Their longtime franchise quarterback, Matthew Stafford, uh, very successful with the Lions, but he, like many of his predecessors, uh, despite getting to the playoffs multiple seasons, never did break through with a playoff win. I think they've had one playoff win since 1957, something along those lines. Uh, yep, that's right, 1991 um, in the Wayne Fonts era, that yeah. about seven or eight coaches ago. They got to the uh, yeah, they got to the NFC title game in uh, 1991 after uh, trouncing Dallas at home. But yeah, I'm just. I'm just taking a quick step back. Yeah, they won the NFL championship in 1957, and yeah, that's been it. Just the one playoff win since 1957. So any any baby step they can take forward to where if they could get to six wins, seven wins, I think they if they didn't have a pen, they'd prick their fingers and sign that deal in blood if they could. Oh, I, I agree. I mean, I mean, I see talent. When I look, at, look down their roster – they have a good running back in DeAndre Swift. They have Jamal Williams, a former Packer, who is a rock-solid backup kind of guy that you want, and a real glue guy in the locker room, too. So just a wonderful player. Um, and they have some really good receivers beyond Williams. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown came in last year and really did a great job. He is a very good young receiver, and I think he's the kind of guy who could catch 90 to 100 passes every season going forward if he wants to. 
and the Lions can make it happen. They picked up DJ Chark, who is a good speed threat and a big receiver from Jacksonville. Maybe the change of scenery will help him. And TJ Hawkinson out of Iowa is a fine tight end, one of the certainly well up into the top half of tight ends in the league. So there's talent. Yeah, no question. There's talent, and they have a decent offensive line. They've put a lot of draft capital towards that over the last couple of years. And you started to see it at the end of the season. They started to move people off the line. So it really comes down to Jared Goff. Yeah, and uh, that's obviously you're you're hanging a lot on a, on a guy like that who, again, the Rams picked number one overall back in the day, thought to be a franchise quarterback, uh, took, a, took a dramatic step back after they got to the Super Bowl the one year against the, the Patriots, decided to move on from him. But the Lions, they're, they're, they're just trying to find something. You you know, you know alluded to uh, DJ Shark, a receiver they signed. They've also signed a safety, uh, Deshaun Elliott. Uh, some Vikings fans might remember Mike Hughes, the cornerback. Uh, they signed to one-year deal, and even one of their old first-rounders, uh, Gerard Davis, who came back after a year uh, with the Jets. These are guys that could potentially step in and contribute right away, but if they don't, because they've only signed into one-year contracts, they can move on and maybe try to rebuild other ways. So it's not like they're strapping themselves to a lot of high-priced free agents. So it's very clear what the Lions are trying to do here. They're just trying to find someone, anyone, who can catch on, who they can go forward with in the future. And again, a coach like Dan Campbell, players coach, players seem to love to play with him, for him. But i got to believe if if you have three or four seasons like you had last year, that's ultimately that's eventually going to wear thin mark hearing. So I don't know how much you can ride that out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that it's possible. I mean, they're going to have to start to show some market improvement. I think Campbell seems like the right kind of guy to get it done. Certainly Matt Patricia, who was the coach there before, was kind of an abusive and nasty fellow, and he lost that locker room. Very quickly. Very quickly. And um, kind of Bill Belichick without the charm, which is... <laughs> <laughs> which which will tell you something. Actually. Yeah. So it's ultimately, I mean, it they they have to get better. The question is, you know, what's their ceiling? And I think at this point, they've still got a fairly low ceiling. Yeah. Uh, one of the, I think the um, the futures bet that was put forth is you know over under six and a half wins. A lot of people seem very eager to take the over, given the way they finished last season. Now, a lot of people put stock in you know the season finale against the Packers. You're a Packers fan, Mark. They didn't play anybody. Packers weren't trying. No, I mean, come on. Yeah, you're not making excuses. You, you, the Packers had the number one overall seed clinched. There was really no reason to play any of their upper echelon players. But yet, the Lions took that and looked at it as an encouragement, and people got actually got angry because it cost them the number one overall pick. Now, thankfully, the guy they wanted was still there at number two. Right. But the, the point of the, the fact of the matter is, is like, Okay, you you beat the Vikings, who were clearly on the downswing. The Arizona Cardinals clearly were a mess by the end of the season. And like you say, the Packers, who didn't play anybody. I'm not sure how you can take encouragement from that and say going over six and a half wins. I think six wins is probably your best-case scenario at this point. Six, uh, I guess, six and 11 now that we have the 17 games. Yeah, I think the biggest advantage they have is that they're playing in the NFC North, frankly. And um, the Bears could give them two wins, so we'll see. Okay, so if it's a if it's a battle for last place, um, probably a uh, a slight edge then to the uh, Bears to to finish in last place. Maybe the Lions. Sneak That's ahead of them. kind of the way I see it at this point. Yes. Yeah. So it, uh, and again with the uh, like you said, the Lions they have some pieces on offense. You know they could potentially put up some points. Uh, I think we were talking maybe off air a lot of forty five to thirty five games. Uh, Going either way. Yeah. Do you like Don Coriel or his memory? <laughs> get used to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, again, uh, I. it's easy to say you hope for the best for the Lions because they haven't had the success for, for 60 years. But then if they do finally start to have that success and kind of become a pain in your rear, you kind of regret, you know, wishing that they have that success. So um, maybe wait until, uh, you know, in, in your case, Aaron Rodgers retires and the, you know, the Packers have to, to rebuild. Of course, the way the Packers go, Jordan Love will probably step in and be a franchise quarterback at this rate. But we'll talk about that when we get to the Packers. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, we are breaking down the uh, NFC North again. We started with the Chicago Bears. We think Chicago is going to bring up their rear with maybe – Four to six wins. 
Lions, best case scenario, six wins. But if they beat the Bears twice, then they get the tiebreaker, you know, and finish ahead of the Bears in the division. So that's kind of how we're looking at it now. So, again, Mark Hearing, he uh, here with our annual NFC North preview. Uh, the football season slated to begin a week from Thursday. Is it Bills and Rams? I believe that's correct. Is yes. it? Okay, because normally it's a Super Bowl champion uh, that starts off. So I believe it's Bills and Rams. Uh, to start off the 2022 NFL season, again, Mark being a Packers fan, myself a Vikings enthusiast, the NFC North is really the only division we care about. So we are going to get to the Green Bay Packers the next segment when we come back uh, talking about the uh, NFC North. Uh, preview the Packers next and then wrap it up with uh, Vikings talk. And follow us along. Go to Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Let us know what you think. What do you think of our predictions thus far? Uh, do you agree with them? Do you think we're full of crap? Let us know. And uh, also feel free to leave a comment or question at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. And if you haven't given us a like or a follow there as yet, please do so and leave a comment or question. We'll be glad to address it then. Folks, we'll be back with the next segment on the broadcast, previewing Mark's Green Bay Packers. Go nowhere. Is your job recession-proof? Now might be the perfect time to switch careers and become an IT professional with My Computer Career. IT is listed as one of the top recession-proof professions. You could have your dream job in just months, not years. No experience needed. Take classes online or on campus. And financial aid is available to those who qualify, including the GI Bill. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-457-9220. 800-457-9220. That's 800-457-9220. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly. There were no hidden costs in their quotes and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely, we're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. You think a lot about your family, your friends, your favorite things to do. But you know what you don't think about? Who's your plumber? Hi, I'm Kayla from Champion Plumbing. And it's okay if the only time you think of us is when something happens. Like your water heater quits on you. At Champion Plumbing, we can usually install a new water heater same day. Who's your plumber? Don't think, just call. Champion Plumbing. Online at championplumbing.net. That's championplumbing.net. Back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 
It is time to preview the Green Bay Packers 2022 season. Chicago, Detroit, and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is no longer in the division. We need to update this song, I think. <laughs> Not them. Oh. Again, we are doing our NFC North preview with fellow NFC North enthusiast Mark Hearing. Again, Mark being a Packers fan, myself a Vikings fan. It's the only division we really want to talk about, so we are going to talk about it. We've been going in alphabetical order, started with Chicago, Detroit, and we'll move on to Green Bay. The Green Bay Packers, uh, the third consecutive season under head coach Matt LaFleur. They won 13 games, finishing 13-4, and four, getting the number one overall seed. Aaron Rodgers winning his second consecutive uh, league MVP. It was all set up there for the taking. And in their uh, divisional playoff game against the San Francisco 49ers, lost 13-10, to 10, Mark Hearing. Uh Lost in that, I mean, we'll talk about what didn't go right in a little bit, but lost in all that was a phenomenal performance by the Packers' defense. So for all of the personnel losses they've had on offense after last season, the defense had to provide some encouragement. No question about it. Oh, there's no doubt. And I think the funny thing about it is as Rodgers ages and he's coming towards the end of the line, he's played very well the last couple seasons, but... I think if the Packers are going to be successful this season, what's going to carry them to success is going to be that defense, which was very good last year, and they've added some pieces this year in the draft and elsewhere that I think are going to make a difference. And this could be an elite Packers defense. And on those rare occasions when the Packers have elite defenses, they have a tendency to go a long ways in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, you you look at it the, uh, well, last team that won the Super Bowl, the team in 2010, uh, were 8-6 and six and had to win the last two games just to get in the playoffs. And then, of course, we all know what happened then. They won four straight, including winning the Super Bowl. That wasn't a team you pegged as the team. I mean, Rodgers had a good year, certainly not as good as you know the previous year, 2009. But to your point, yeah, he does not need to be the Magic. He does not need to be the league MVP for the Packers to have success. So with that in mind, uh, obviously, the big loss that they suffered was wide receiver Devontae Adams, who was traded away 10 days after Aaron Rodgers agreed to a contract extension. Um, is it Marquez Valdez-Scantling? Is it Mar- is that Marquez? Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh, moves on to the uh, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. So a couple of their uh, top wide receivers uh, move on. I don't know if you could adequately replace a Devontae Adams, obviously a a phenomenal player in his own right, but how much do you, I mean, he's going to be a good player with the Raiders, but how much do you attribute his phenomenal success to the fact, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, uh, the best description of Aaron Rodgers came from Carson Palmer, where he tells young quarterbacks, don't watch tape of Aaron Rodgers because you're going to be convinced you can't play in this league <laughs> if you watch tapes of what he can do. So to that end, Mark Hearing, how much of Adam's success could be attributed to how good Aaron Rodgers is. I mean, is he a perennial pro bowler, even with uh, now uh, Derek Carr, almost a David Carr, Derek Carr is his quarterback? Yeah, I think he's going to still be one of the top five receivers in the league. I I think talent-wise, there's no question about that. And he certainly made the Packers better. He made Aaron Rodgers better. The problem is he got to be a bit of a crutch towards the end, and I wonder about that because some of the development of some of the other receivers that they have on the team, particularly Alan Lazard, may have been impacted by the fact that he relied so heavily on Devontae Adams. One of the things that's going to be interesting is now that Adams is gone, how do they replace him and what's the best way to do that? They drafted a couple of receivers, really three of them, but two of them are likely to make the team, one of whom was their second-rounder, Christian Watson, who came out of North Dakota State. Tremendous talent, looks the part, six foot four, can really fly, does has a lot of the things you look for in a wide receiver. It's almost prototypical, but he's been injured and really hasn't even seen the field in the preseason, so we don't know. The second receiver they draft in the fourth round looks like a prototypical Packer receiver of the sort that they've had over the years who've had success, the Jordy Nelson types and people like that. Mm-hmm. His name is Romeo Dobbs, and he is out of Nevada and has been really the sensation of the camp. He's got a lot of the same kind of skill sets that Adams has, 
and he might even be a little faster. The question for him, and this was a question that he had in Nevada, and it's probably the reason why he was a fourth-round pick instead of being a first-round pick with some of these other guys, is that he does tend to drop the ball a little bit. And so in some respects, he's kind of a combination of Adams and Valdez Scantling in terms of um, what's desirable and what's not so desirable, all wrapped up into one tidy package. He's got a chance to be really good, though. We'll see what happens. Lazard is a fine possession receiver, a big target, and the guy who the Packers love not only for his ability to catch the ball, but more importantly because he really helps to make the run game go with his outside blocking because he's a big, nasty guy out there on the perimeter. And obviously a lot of accolades go to the, has gone to the Packers' Uh, passing game over the years, and rightly so. I mean, you, you don't win a, a, an MVP back-to-back years as a quarterback with obviously without having a phenomenal passing offense. But that said, uh, a lot of people are speculating because the Packers may be taking a step back in the in the wide receiver core, uh, they'll they may shift their focus in more of a kind of a grinded out team, like you say. We've addressed a good defense. They're going to have another solid defense this season. They were top ten unit last year. Probably be there again this year. And then A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones in the backfield. Do you envision that type of team, Mark Hearing, and would Aaron Rodgers be able to function in in that kind of offense? We're about to find out. I think he can. Um, both the advantage of Jones... Is he willing to, I guess, is uh, my question. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's probably above my pay grade to answer that particular question. I don't know. Kind of the psychological dances that Aaron Rodgers specializes in are... A, you know, a bit puzzling for any of us, even those of us who are the, among the most devoted Packers fans, to try to under, quite understand what's going on around in that big brain. So, um, in any event, I don't know. I think Jones Jones is really good. I mean, Jones has been solid. He's proven that he's a fine receiver out of the backfield. He's explosive. He gets a lot of long runs. I mean, essentially, he's kind of um, he's a bit of a poor man's Dalvin Cook. He has a lot of the same skill set. I think Cook mm-hmm. is a better player ultimately, but. Jones is really solid, and he's done a great job. Dylan, you got to love Dylan in Green Bay because he is the classic road grader. I mean, here's a guy whose thighs have nicknames. He's so big, you know. Quadzi- wow, okay. Quadzilla and the Quadfather, they call him. He's six, wow. six foot and 250 pounds, and he's just a monster. I mean, he's basically kind of a Jerome Bettis, Christian Okoye type. You know, oh, my gosh. In, okay. in that sense. And so... You know, he's the kind of guy you really like at the end of the season because the Packers maybe are nursing a six or seven point lead at Lambeau. It's late in the game. They got to get those four minutes to finish the game. They can just send Dylan into the line and he will just road grade and um, get you eight yards a pop and you're done. And so you got to love that. He's the kind of guy the Packers have not always had, but when they have him, they use him very well. So they uh, obviously the Packers with their defense they've had a, you know they had a couple losses we'll get to Zadarius Smith in a little bit that was a guy I know he was hurt a lot last year so really wasn't available to him and they were still playing solid defense without him so what kind of reinforcements have they've got for some of the uh, losses that they've had on that unit Well one of the things they did on defense is they kind of went a different direction last year they struck gold and they were very fortunate actually because two guys they've kind of picked up who are somewhat unheralded, um, really made a big difference on defense. Devondre Campbell uh, was an inside linebacker, a former gopher, by the way, I might add, um, mm-hmm. played at an all-pro level and was named just recently NFL did their top 100 players. He was in the top 100, which is pretty amazing yeah, because right. the Falcons had essentially cut him loose. Um, they also drafted in the first round Quay Walker, a very fast and very solid linebacker from University of Georgia. And, of course, the Georgia Bulldogs had an historically great defense. Yes, they did. Six or seven of their guys got drafted in the first couple rounds, and which is pretty amazing. And he was part of that. And he's the kind of guy who's going to be really solid, and he's going to be assignment sure and do a lot of other things. Their pass rush is going to come from Preston Smith, the remaining Smith brother, who is a good player. Not as good, ultimately, as Zadarius, I think, but solid and um, someone who was a little more reliable, less injury-prone, which is helpful. You need to have guys who actually are going to see the field. And then Rashawn Gary, who is on the verge of superstardom and is a tremendously good pass rusher, very disruptive, and he's the kind of guy who should have 11, 12, maybe 13 sacks this season. So he's going to be something. And they've got Kenny Kenny Clark in the defensive line, who's an all-pro nose tackle, and they might have the best overall defensive backfield in the league this year. Okay, yeah. And so this this does sound very similar to that uh, 2010 team in that 
They may not have as many wins as the year before, but 10-win season in 2010 got them all the way to Super Bowl. I think they'll win more than 10 games this year. I, you know, They may not get to 13, but 10 to 12? 10 to so, 12. I think that's about right. Okay. Mark Hearing, uh, Packers fan, talking about his Green Bay Packers in our NFC North preview. We'll wrap up the broadcast with the Minnesota Vikings. Back in mere moments with me, Brad Carlson, and Mark Hearing, our NFC North preview. Back in a few. AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. As a constitutional law attorney, former senior legal advisor and personal counsel to President Donald J. Trump, Jenna Ellis believes in the rule of law and the importance of integrity in our elections. And on the Jenna Ellis podcast, she tackles the big cultural and legal issues facing America. Don't miss a single episode of the Jenna Ellis show. Follow today at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Hewitt and Herschel Walker. Now, Herschel, the, the suburbs are the key, but I like to hear that you're working the inner city in Atlanta. Are you campaigning hard in the inner city? Are you looking for the black vote? Are you working it hard? I campaign everywhere. What I'm going to campaign in the Democratic area, I'm going to campaign in Republican, Independent, because I represent everybody. You know, I'm not just going to say, people always say he's a conservative, he's Republican. No, I'm for the people. Raphael Warnock, he's not for the people. He's for Joe Biden. He doesn't seem to listen to the people. And I think I may have forced him to come down and campaign a little bit, but that's what he should have been doing. Go to am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Hosts and search for the hot topics and issues you want to hear addressed. A massive archive of intelligent conversation is just a click away at am1280thepatriot.com. Hi, John Wichko here. As the owner of Advantage Auto Glass, I want to thank you for supporting our local family-owned business. In fact, we've grown because of you. So we've hired more certified technicians so we can serve more Minnesotans. I want to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed now. You've put it off long enough. We'll even come to your home or work anywhere in the metro to save you time. Advantage Auto Glass has an A-plus rating with the BBB, and we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. You get that distinction with over 20 years of experience. Tell your insurance agent that you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass, or better yet, give us a call and we'll handle all the paperwork with no out-of-pocket costs to you. Every windshield we install is backed by a lifetime warranty. Just call Advantage Auto Glass today and we'll take care of everything. And don't forget, you can always schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. ReplaceMyWindshield.com. For chips, nicks, or cracks, call Advantage Auto Glass. Wake up with the Patriots Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com by using the keyword subscribe. That's subscribe at am1280thepatriot.com. segment in our NFC North preview. It's me, Brad Carlson, with Mark Hearing, Packers fan and fellow NFC North enthusiast. We've broken it down in alphabetical order, Chicago, Detroit, Green Bay. Now we get to Minnesota. Minnesota Vikings, obviously the uh, dominant favorite of our listening audience anyways. Vikings, let's win this game. Last year, the Vikings were a little bit better than they were 2020. Of course, that wasn't exactly a high bar, let's be honest. (laughs) True. 2020 was uh, not a very good season. The first time in Mike Zimmer's tenure where the defense was bottom feeders, and last year was no better. They were 30th overall in total yards, uh, 28th against the pass, 26th against the run. Really didn't have anything going. They lost... An awful lot of close games where they were dominating total yardage-wise. But like Mark and I were talking about off-air, they just couldn't get the defense off the field. They just couldn't make enough plays near the end of the game. Uh, the Vikings, a lot of wholesale changes in the offseason. Gone is Mike Zimmer and uh, uh, I think he was VP of Football Operations, General Manager, whatever his title was, Rick Spielman. In comes uh, Quasi Adolfo Mensa, kind of a uh, new mindset to the game, a new approach to the game using a more analytical 
uh, approach. Not doesn't have a huge football background, but he's had jobs obviously in the NFL. But as far as his background prior to that. Really not a lot of football acumen, but came very highly recommended when the Vikings picked him up. And then Kevin O'Connell, who was on the Rams offensive staff, the Rams who won the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, I'll be I'll be honest with you, Mark Hearing, and I think I brought this up when uh, the Vikings signed Kirk Cousins to an extension. He was signed through this season, and my thought process was there is no way a new general manager and a new head coach are going to tie their futures to Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins has been in the league for decades, put up some good numbers. You look at his numbers on the surface, very good numbers. But it's when you're putting up those numbers, I think that's what counts. Because win-loss record, I don't think it's fair to assign that solely to a quarterback. But at the same time, with the money he's paid, we expected him to maybe step up, win games that, occasionally they had no business winning like elite quarterbacks have done and he hasn't shown that mark Carey. no he hasn't it's i mean cousins is he is what he is but at the same time you're not sure what he is it's kind of weird that way because he's a guy who obviously can make every throw in the book he throws one of the prettiest balls in the nfl and he really and there are times when he makes plays that will just make your jaw drop i've seen him throw open receivers i've seen him work with um justin jefferson and with Thielen, you know and just had and stefan diggs beforehand and just make miraculous throws and put them in a great position to succeed but at the same time it seems like he's always good for at least one or two bonehead plays a game and it seems like when it's absolutely time to make a play that's when he seems to struggle yeah, this uh, this is uh, something that has, has dogged him throughout his career. Obviously, the inability to win in prime time. He had never won a playoff game when he came to the Vikings. He broke through his second season with the Vikings, won a playoff game in New Orleans. He's won a couple primetime games since then. So on that front, he's at least proven he can do it. Uh, whether it's on a consistent basis, we'll find out. But here's the thing. Uh, I you know As I started to talk about, Cousins was signed through this season, and then after this year he would have been a free agent. My thought process was... If there's any way you can unload Cousins with a new regime coming in, you know, start rebuilding now. Because when Aaron Rodgers came back to the Packers, I said, okay, this clinches it. Whomever the Vikings bring in, they have to maybe tear it down a little bit. The Vikings have never really had a full teardown. They've always kind of hung around, been a fringe playoff team, maybe have had a pop-up season when it get to the NFC Championship game, but that's been it. They've never had a full teardown, and it's almost like they don't want to do that. And sometimes you have to. And I thought, this is a perfect opportunity. Tom Brady has come back. Aaron Rodgers has come back. You're not in a position to usurp either of those teams. I'm ripe for a surprise, but I don't believe you are. So therefore, if there's there are a lot of quarterback-starved teams out there. My scenario, Kevin Stefanski. That is where Cousins had his most success when Stefanski was the offensive coordinator. He's head coach of Cleveland now. Cleveland obviously was not sold on Baker Mayfield anymore. But then somehow they went out and got Deshaun Watson then. And so, okay, yeah, that Cousins sure ship. That. Yeah, the Cousins ship has sailed. It's okay, he's not going to Cleveland now. Because I would have been okay for Baker Mayfield being a stopgap. You're not going to win with Baker Mayfield. But as a stopgap, I'd have been okay. Because then you look for your franchise quarterback. If Baker Mayfield shows you something, okay, maybe. But I don't think that was the case. You start looking for your franchise QB. Instead, they bring in Odofa Mensa and O'Connell, and they sign Cousins to an extension. So he's got a fully guaranteed contract now for 2023 and a, full, and a no, tra- no trade clause. So you're stuck with him. So you, you are now saying that it's Super Bowl or bust, which I was shocked that a new GM and a new head coach were going to tie their careers, new careers, to Kirk Cousins. But give him credit, Mark Hearing, if you want to make that move and you're confident enough in this uh, that Kevin O'Connell can unlock something because he was Cousins' position coach back in Washington for, I think, one season. So... Maybe O'Connell thinks he can unlock something in Cousins. I have a feeling that when you're a 34-year-old quarterback, you've been in the league for 10 years, to your point, you are who you are, but guess we'll see. Yeah, I think, you know, remember earlier when we were talking about the lines, we were talking about 45 to 35 games being a possibility. I could see that here, too. I could see that happening at U.S. Bank Stadium quite a lot, actually, this season. Um, If the Vikings' defense gets better and some of the new guys they brought in actually pan out for them, then you might have something because I think the Vikings, there's no question the Vikings' offense is going to be explosive. There's, I mean, Cousins can orchestrate that, and with the talent he's got around, Dalvin Cook is a top three or four running back in the league. 
And Justin Jefferson is probably the best young wide receiver and approaching one of the best wide receivers of all. Amazingly good pickup. The Vikings, it's one of the things that's always amazed me as a Packer fan, the Vikings always have good skill players. It I don't know how they do it, but they always have them. Right, right. And you can go all the way I mean, you can go all the way back to Chuck Foreman on that. It's just amazing how they've done that. But for whatever reason, um, it's yeah, can they unlock it? I don't know. I, I I really wonder. And I also worry if I'm a Vikings fan, I worry about their offensive line. Yeah, I will say this. This is one of you know, again, it's training camp. What can you tell about that? But their offensive line in the Mike Zimmer era, the eight years he was coached, they had a top ten unit rated unit once 2017 their best season under mike zimmer 13-3 nfc title game christian derisaw he's getting a lot of acclaim solid left tackle hopefully it can translate to regular season games not a for sure thing uh brian o'neill is your franchise right tackle he's been very solid uh they like ezra cleveland he's been a solid left guard ed ingram is winning the day in training camp as your right guard so you've got on paper a solid offensive line but still, they're going to hitch their wagon to Garrett Bradbury at center. Good run blocker, but as we've seen against your Packers, he gets blown up when he faces a good pass rush. I don't know if Kevin O'Connell and company can think they can unlock something in Garrett Bradbury, but they're riding with him. Yeah, Kenny Clark for the Packers, I'm sure, considers Garrett Bradbury his favorite NFL player. I don't think there's any question, because Kenny Clark has destroyed it, the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been ugly. So, uh, but from a from a skill uh, player standpoint, you're exactly right. Cousins has had the best he's ever had. The trio of wide receivers: uh, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne. They're going to get him involved more often. Irv Smith suffered another setback, another injury. If he's able to come back, they project he'll be ready first game of the season. That was really something they were looking forward to last season, but didn't get the opportunity. Kevin O'Connell's looking forward to that if he can get Irv Smith back in the fold. Offensively, I think you'll be fine. Defensively is where I got some question marks. Harrison Smith is another year older, but Cam Bynum filled in very well for Harrison Smith last year when he had some injury problems. Andrew Booth Jr., the rookie out of Clemson, has brought a lot of swagger to the defensive backfield. They like what Cam Dantzler can do. Hopefully it can translate into some solid play. Uh, we only got about a minute or so, Mark, hearing. Uh, they, people are really excited about Zedarius Smith and Daniil Hunter in that 3-4 defense on the defensive line rushing the passers. Darius Smith, former Packer, hurt a lot last year for the team. What kind of what can the Vikings expect from him if he stays healthy? He is a pass rushing specialist and a deluxe one. He is an outstanding pass rusher. He's not necessarily that great as a run defender, so that's one of the challenges, and they may end up swapping him out a little bit. They've got other guys who can handle that, though. If he's healthy, he will be a factor, and particularly if he and Hunter are together healthy, the Vikings could be terrifying, at least in terms of their pass rush. Yeah, and, and we failed to mention, you know, speaking of that Georgia defense, Packers plucked a couple of guys off the Georgia defense. The Vikings got one themselves, their first pick in the draft, which they moved back to the second round, Lewis Seen, safety out of Georgia, who some had projected as a late first-round pick. So Vikings like him a lot. I don't know what he can contribute as a rookie, but there there certainly is an opportunity there. I like what they've done in defense, but an injury or two, given that lack of, lack of depth, to your point, 45-35 games in U.S. Bank, I'm afraid. It'll be entertaining. You got that going for you. Absolutely. So uh, I think the Vikings, they were 8-9 last year. They're better than they were last year. So five hundred above 500, I think, is realistic. 9-8. and eight. Ceiling, maybe 11 wins. So Packers, Vikings, Lions, and Bears, I think, is what we've agreed upon. I would agree with that 100%. Mark, always a pleasure, sir. Appreciate it. So, thank you, Brad. Always a pleasure. Always goes by way too quick, but we've enjoyed it. So, folks. As always, thank you for tuning in to AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. How would you like to redecorate your office or home with beautiful Minnesota photographs for half the regular price? This station is partnered with award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for this special half-price offer. Choose $5,000 of Wayne's iconic images, and you'll pay half price, just $2,500. There's only one of these special redecorating offers available, so call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. That's 651-289-4413. Summertime! Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? 
Anyone? Too often, digital campaigns fail because it's being handled by someone inexperienced. It's time for Salem Surround because our specialists break through all the clutter and put your message and your business front and center. Our team is the best of the best with years of experience and superior ideas and innovations. Salem Surround is obsessed with your success. No cookie cutter treatments here. Everything is tailored to you, your company, and your message. With Salem Surround, you get it all. From up-to-the-minute analytic reports and insight to managing every aspect of your digital and marketing needs. So let's turn up the volume on your business. Get started with Salem Surround today. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-942-1451 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-942-1451 for your free quote. That's 800-942-1451. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. It's a look at today's most compelling stories and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. AM 1280. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.